Okay, welcome to a new episode of the Chaz Palantari Show. For my fans out there, I just want to remind you, I just got back from Las Vegas, uh, and I have a little cold. It's not COVID, nobody panic, all right? I took nine tests, I got a little cold from the air conditioning going out, 117 degrees. So uh, I have a little uh, uh, cold in my throat, but uh, it'll be fine, so don't worry about it, because we can't stop. Because it's neighborhood logic time. Neighborhood logic. That's what we're going to do today, folks. It's going to be me and you. I got a special guest, Sandy's in the studio today. He's going to help me out a little bit. And don't forget, next week, next week we'll be doing an episode with Sandy Blue Eyes because I took him to Vegas for the very first time. He's never been to Vegas. Imagine he's 65 years old. He's never been to Vegas. So I said, I got some business out there. Why don't you come with me? And uh, it, it was totally insane. It was crazy. But uh, next week, watch that episode. Sandy Blue Eyes in Las Vegas. Pretty crazy. We have a lot of old school guys coming on in the next few weeks. You know, I search for these guys. I got to look for them. Old school guys, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to say, they're dying off. John, you know what I'm saying? They're dying off, man. I, uh, gee, that doesn't sound good because I'm an old school guy. I just realized that. Uh, but, you know, it's like the old neighborhood. These guys are like classic, classic dinosaurs. They don't make people like this anymore. And uh, classic characters, you know what I mean? I mean, Beansy, and it was Eddie Mush, Frankie Coffee Cake. Uh, these guys, they don't make them like that. So we're going to talk about, we're going to meet a bunch of these guys in the next coming weeks. I'd like to remind you, my website, chazpalmentary.net. Still doing my one-man show. I took the summer off, and I'll be doing starting in September. Uh, starting, so you go to chazpalmentary.net. So, wait, Sandy Blue Eyes is in the studio. Sandy, read off my schedule starting September. What is it? Okay, hello, everybody. It's uh, September 10th. We'll be in Lancaster, Pennsylvania at the American Music Theater. September 17th, we'll be in Detroit, Michigan at the Music Hall. October 1st, we'll be in New York City at the Town Hall. Good. October 8th, we'll be in Springfield, Massachusetts at the MGM Casino. October 9th, we'll be in Boston, Massachusetts at the Emerson Colonial Theater. Uh, I'm sorry, November 11th, we'll be in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at the Byam Theater. For two shows. For two, two shows, shows uh, November 11th and 12th. Right. And November 19th, we'll be at the Richfield, Connecticut, in Richfield, Connecticut at the Richfield Playhouse. That's the Richfield, and look... And you skipped over, Sandy, October 1st, um, first appearance in New York City. October 1st, I'm going to be back on Broadway for one night. One night at the Town Hall Theater. And this is the first time in 35 years that I've done the show that I'm going to do a Q&A after the show. And we're going to take questions from the audience. And I'm going to talk about the one-man show, how it all happened, the movie how it all happened, the musical, how it all happened. So it's the first time I've ever done that. So get your tickets October 1st at the Town Hall, okay? To get tickets, just go to chazpalmentary.net, okay? Also on chazpalmentary.net, it's the first time I'm doing this. 
It's called a shout-out. If you want to do a shout-out to a dear friend, somebody's birthday, anniversary, you have a child that needs inspired, you have someone that needs inspired, you can call up and make a uh, an appointment where I will send a video. I will send a short video to anyone you like. It is on chazpalmentary.net. Check it out. It's going to be fun. All right. All right. So what do we got here today? Neighborhood logic. Today is neighborhood logic. All right. So let's go to the first one right now. Question. Oh, Lika Potts. All right. Hello, Mr. Palmentary. I think I'm saying her name wrong. L-Y-E-I-C-H-A. Is that, what is that? Okay, I am 22, turning 23. A black woman dating a white man. Okay, I would know about that, obviously, from a Bronx tale. Who is 45. Whoa, okay, that's all right. We are planning to get married and build a family after I'm done with my master's program in a year. Is there any advice that you could give me in dealing with social stereotypes of age, difference, and race? Wow. That's a hell of a question. That's a very bright girl at 23 years old, I got to tell you that. Well, dear, the first thing is, you know, it's a number. 23, 45, okay, look, I'm, I'm almost, I'm 18 years older than my wife, and we've been together for 30 years. So anybody tells you that, you know, age, look, does it come into play now? Pro- not now, later on, it, it can come into play. But you know what? What are they saying? What do I say in Bronx Tale? All that matters is how you feel about each other. When it's dark and nobody's around, what does Sonny Sonny tell the kid? When it's dark and nobody's around, you put your hand under the covers and you grab that person's hand and you tell them how much you love them when there's nobody else around, right? Remember that scene? That's all that matters, kid. That's all. Because three, three, kid, you only get three great women in your lifetime. I'm breaking into the show over here. Um, But it's true. If you care about each other, that's all that matters. Now, look, it's much more accepted, you know, in interracial. When I started, when I dated a black woman back in 68, that was a little, was harder back then. Okay, so all I could say to you is if you care about each other, the only thing is you have an age difference, you have a race difference. You just have to make sure you really love each other a lot because there's going to be some obstacles. But you know what? There's obstacles uh, obstacles all over. Uh, I mean, life is hard. And if you don't think it's hard, please believe me. You're, you're 23, you'll see. Speak to your guy, he's 45. He could tell you about because life breaks you in the end, usually. But you know what? You have a positive outlook. You care about each other. You just have, make sure that you really love each other a lot, okay? And, and go slow. Take it easy. Take your time. But I think you've got a tremendous head on your shoulders. You're very bright. You sound very smart. Guy sounds like, you know, I'm sure he's a together guy. Just, here's the, here's, the, here's the key. Be kind to each other. If you're kind to each other, it'll work out. And never go to bed angry. That's a tip I always give people. You go to bed angry, it festers. All right, so let's see the next one here. Josh Viola. Okay, Josh Viola. What does he say, Josh? Okay, uh, my name is Josh Viola. I'm a big fan of yours. Recently, I started working on a home. Okay. He's got a wedding, and he was, he's in the process of decorating his home, and he would like uh, an 8x10. 
11 by 14 of Sunny Bronx Tip. All you have to do is go to chaspalmentary.net. I have all these photos up there. Now you can't leave. Uh, is it better to be loved or feared? The saddest thing in life is wasted talent. I have a lot of those photos. They're great photos. You can pick them up on chaspalmentary.net. All right, Josh, I hope I helped you out. Let's see, Neighborhood Logic. Why go to a shrink? Come and see me, folks, right? Lauren, Lauren Bassett. I have what I think is the new, okay, here we go, is the new can't lock, uh, lock the door test. What do you think? The new lock the door test? All right, let's, let's, let's read this about lock the door test. I can't believe that if you take a girl home to your parents, your friend's house for dinner, and she does not offer to help clear the dishes, you dump her. Wow, okay. Sandy, what do, you, what do you think about that? If you take a girl to your house and she doesn't help stand up and help to clear the dishes, do you dump her for that? I don't think that constitutes dumping. I, I, I agree, Sandy. No, John, what about you? Do you think dump her for that? I could dis- I mean, I disagree with this one. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, come on, honey, Lauren. That's a little. Hot. That's a little too tough. Yeah, it's a little hard. I mean, some girls are not brought up that way. They just—it's not in their DNA, and they don't do it. It doesn't mean that you, you can't be with her, and she's not a good person. No, I don't think so. I mean, could you mention it to her? Could uh, could the guy mention it to her and say, "Hey, you know," uh, and you know, you could talk about it. I mean, no, no, that doesn't like not opening up the button. That's a whole different thing. That's a whole different story. That's whole opening up the button for the door test. That's been proven over centuries. <laughs> When they started making the Model T Ford, if she doesn't open that button, you got to dump it. It works every time. But but dumping her, nah. What does she say? I live in New York and had a fun uh, spending time with a lot of the Southern Italians. I remember one of the sons brought a non-Italian girl. She was non-Italian. What did she know? Come on. She sat there like a princess while the other women were cleaning and clearing the dishes. Uh, I, I think that's too much. I mean, uh, you know, that's a little, that's too much. I mean, even for an Italian guy, you can't dump it just for that reason. I don't, I, I don't, I don't agree with that. Oh, she said, would you watch the interview of Marty Scorsese with his parents? Oh, that's nice. I will watch it. Marty, Marty Scorsese, wonderful parents. He's in, they're in a lot of his movies. Okay, what's this next? Okay, Shane Hall. Let's see what Shane has to say. Shane. Hi, Chaz. Hope all is well with you and the family. Send you my best wishes, yada, yada, yada. And I got a question for you. What brands would you recommend to a young guy that wants to start dressing sharper? Hmm. What are some of your favorite brands of dress clothing? Suits, slacks, shoes, that kind of thing. Well, you know, I get a lot of clothes from a lot of designers for free. I have this shirt. Shirt here. This is a designer shirt. Uh, this was made for me by Mohan. Mohan in Manhattan. They make great, great shirts and suits. I would say Mohan is really good. Um, they make great suits. They make great shirts. All custom made. If you want to walk into a store and get an incredible suit right off the rack, and his clothes are absolutely stunning, is Joseph Aboud. Stunning. Joseph Abood. If you don't want to, you know, buy a custom-made suit, 
I mean, they'll do it too, but if you want to, if you're in a pinch and you got to get a suit or some clothes right away, go to Joseph Abood. His clothes are classics, very, very masculine and classy, um, great tones, uh, really, really fantastic. I would say Joseph Abood and Mohan, if you want to get uh, custom-made shirts or suits. But I would, I would recommend those two. Armani's great, of course. Valentino's great, of course. And, I've, and I have Armani. I have Valentino. But I'm trying to give you two that you'll be able to get everything you need. It'd be shirts, suits, coat, Joseph Abood, Mohan. All right? I hope I helped you out, guy. Check it out. You won't be disappointed. Believe me. Joel Weiss. Joel Weiss, are you calling me again? I love this guy. He's a great guy. Okay. What a great wise show. What was the most interesting Bronx uh, to date? Oh, August 21st. We have been together for 38 years, him and his wife. He saw the show I did on marriage. Joe, 38 years. My God, she must be a tough woman. I got to tell you right now. Um, uh, this guy, Joe Weiss, I got to put this guy in a movie one day. We were in acting class in college together. That's right, 1973. We were together in an acting class. Great kid, really wonderful actor. And uh, i never seen anybody work as hard as him as far as, like, trying. Kid's amazing. Anyway, Joe, I shout out to you, brother. All right. Writer, Writer Wilson. Ryder Wilson. Hi, my name is Tony from Brooklyn, and here's my question. I don't know why it's on the Ryder Wilson. Have you ever struggled with depression? Guys, I'm in the business 40 years. You don't think I was depressed at times? You know what I mean? Or felt hopeless for the future and lost all motivation to do anything? It's been five years now, and I'm still struggling from it. I still haven't lost hope because of a lot of people have been telling me that I have great potential but I can't use it because of the constant feeling of pointlessness. What can I do to get out of the situation? Well, Tony, look, obviously I'm not a doctor. Uh, I don't know if it's clinical and you might uh, have, to, or, you know, uh, full disclosure, I'm not a doctor. All I am is a guy from the neighborhood, who's been around a long time, who's been in therapy for 30 years himself, I have you know. And um, the thing about depression is, if it's really clinically and really uh, clinical depression is bad, I mean, you, you got to see, seek professional help. I mean, people who are depressed, you know, they think they're, they have a, a certain kind of, like, stigma to see a shrink. I mean, if, if you fall down and break your arm, right, you go to the hospital. Am I right, John? Right? Hundred percent right. You know, right? You stub your toe, or you break your toe. You go to the doctor. If your mind isn't right, you, you should see somebody. You talk to somebody. There's nothing. I've been in therapy thirty years. The best thing I ever did. I read this interesting thing the other day that said there's a difference between between being depressed and being upset, and the people who are depressed don't know what they're upset about. Right. So yeah. I think it's important to find out. Like, if you know why you're upset, I think it's important. To, to kind of remedy that, but if you're depressed, you don't know what you're upset about. I think that's a good idea, John. I think that's really, you know what, Tony, sit down, on a, sit down, get a piece of paper out and write what you're depressed about. Write it out. What are you depressed about? You know, 
I mean, you feel hopeless. You you lost motivation to do anything. Okay, here, here's the thing about that. When you're depressed, when you're not motivated, the only thing that gets you out of that is forward motion, action. Because a lot of people, they get depressed, right, Tony? And they just sit there, and they don't do nothing. And it's a self-prophecy. They don't do anything. But when you're moving... You're not thinking. You see what I'm saying? You know that old statement, uh, uh, the, an idol workshop is, is a devil's playhouse? If you're not moving, forget about it. Then it's like those forces, they come towards you. But if you get up and you start going, there's nothing wrong with going a little slow. But you can't stop. Because once you stop, people run over you. And you stay there. As long as you keep moving forward, I, you know, I, I really want you to understand that, Tony. You got to move forward, and you got to move through the pain. Life is hard, it is, but it's a beautiful life if you move forward, because, Tony, something could happen, because when people stay, um. When people stay in one place and they can't move, they decided not to decide. And that's a decision. They decided not to do anything. And you're waiting for something to happen to you from somewhere. But I've said this many times. When you're like that, you're tight, and the forces of nature bounce off you. But when you are really open, and want the beautiful forces of nature and are forward motion, they come right through you. They come through you. What do I always say about life, Tony? Come on. 85, 90% of life of success is just showing up. See, you decided not to show up. That's what it sounds like to me. You decided just not show up. You can't. You got to show up to life. You got to get out there. You got to do things that you love. Go out, meet new people. Go out and talk to new, call old friends of yours. Is it all going to work out? No. Are some things going to be bullshit and you're going to be upset? Yes. But there might be some, there's, there might be some of those. Say you went out 10 times and tried to meet new people. And maybe two times out of the 10 or three times out of the 10, you met some nice people and you hang out and meet new friends. All right, seven times it didn't work out, but three times it did. Like, you know, you bat 300 in the major leagues, you're a, you're a Hall of Famer. You got to look at it that way. Depression is a thing that just gets worse the more you keep on being depressed. It builds and builds and builds, and it's that much harder to get out of it. What did Napoleon Hill say? Napoleon Hill, the great uh, speaker. It's always your next move. That's what he said. So, Tony, check out your next move. It could, it could happen like that, Tony. Think about it. And you know what you do? Say to yourself, today I'm not going to be depressed. Tomorrow I might be. But today I'm not. So what you do is, what you do is, for the rest of the day, you, you have an up attitude and you try to do everything that makes you feel good. 
Tomorrow, if you want to be depressed, go ahead. You do it one day a week. Then you say to yourself, you know what? I'm going to try the weekend. I'm going to be, I'll be depressed all week, but when Saturday comes, Saturday and Sunday, I am going to be up. And then after a while, you know, two, two days out of seven, maybe you do three days out of seven, and then the pendulum starts tipping. Where after a while, you're, you're like happy four or five days, and maybe two days you get a little sad. But you got to get on over the other, uh, other side of the mountain. Right now you're on this side of the mountain. You got to climb over that hill, okay? And that's to anybody else out there who's depressed. You got to fight through it, folks. Life is a beautiful thing, but you got to fight through it. I'm sorry. I wish I had a magic pill or I wish I had a magic answer. But it takes work. All right, Tone, I wish you luck. Send me uh, an email. Let me know how you're doing. All right? All right. Brian. Let's see what Brian has to say. Brian, I'm not Italian, but I married into an Italian family. All right, my wife's parents and your generation still do amazing old-school traditional Italian things such as gardening, making wine, making sauce, fresh pasta, sausages, espresso. It's sad. But from what I've seen, it looks like these sort of things might end up end with your generation because I've seen younger people not do... Uh, I haven't seen any younger people do this. What is your thoughts... And why this? Why is it that more young people are not doing this? Taking, they're taking it for granted, the old ways. Hmm. Try to learn new things. I really enjoy your podcast, and thanks for your time. All right, Brian, that's from British Columbia. You know, I try to teach my son the old school th- ways. My son is, you know, 26. He's very, you know, hip, and he's involved in a lot of it, the acting and music scene, but... I tell them stories, so I think it's it's an obligation for the older generation. That's why I bring the old school people on here. That's why I have my segment of, of old school, because it's fun with these guys. They're characters, and I want the younger generation to meet them and see them. Um, but the old school ways, they were great ways. Look, were they some, sometimes were a little stereotype, a little, a little too much one way. Of course they were. But the traditions were strong and good. And what keeps people to close together is tradition. Look, I get along with everybody. But when I'm with a bunch of Italians and we're laughing, talking about old school things, that's fun. And anybody would do that. You know, any race would do that. When they talk with their people and talking about it, it doesn't separate people. What makes the Italians unique and the African-Americans unique and the Latinos unique, and and, uh, Japanese people unique, is our culture, is our culture, is how we pass that down. I like that. I like my culture. I'm a Sicilian, 100%. I laugh when I meet a Nubli Don or a Calabrese. Calabrese. I I love that. It it doesn't mean I want to, I don't want to be all homogenized, if that's the word. Yeah. I want to have... I want, to be, I want to get along with everybody, but I love my culture, and I love my people. You, any, you, got any, you want to add to that, Sandy, or anything? Uh, yeah, I, <clears throat> excuse me, I agree with you. You know, Go ahead. I agree with what you just said. Yes, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, really, it's really nice being with, with your culture and talking about different other cultures also. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the things that our fathers did and our grandfathers did, 
They planted the seeds. They planted seeds, and that's a beautiful thing. How about you, John? How do you feel about that? I agree with that, too. Um, my wife is Mexican. She's first generation. Nice. Um, so there's a lot of learning and about each other's cultures that we've had to go, go through, and I appreciate every moment of it, actually. I think that's great. And, and, and you'll have your children, and you'll teach them the Mexican culture, and you'll teach them... You're Irish, right? Uh, yep, Irish and Italian. Irish and Italian. Oh my God, what a what a combination that is! It's always fun. Always fun. Italians, Irish, always fun. You know, you're right. Well, I I think that's really nice. I and I, I and I hope that we answered your question. What is this? Let's see, Benita Beltrani. Let's see, Mr. Palmentary. Hope everything is well with you and your family. I am writing to ask if you could assist in obtaining funds for Mother Cabrini Shrine in Overbrook, Philadelphia. Well, you know, I, I do a lot of, I do my own charity, uh, Child Reach Foundation, dear, and I do the thing for the NYPD and for all police officers where we I raise money for, for the widows and for people and uh, policemen with special needs. So I am so jammed with that. It's hard for me. I get asked these questions 10 a week, and I and I have to say no only because I'm devoting a lot of time to these charities. Also, for people, if you haven't seen the Mother Cabrini statue in uh, downtown in uh, Battery Park City, it's right on the right on the point, right there. And uh, and I feel uh, partly responsible for that. And me and my my uh, best friend Phil Folia, who was the uh, he was the commission for that. Uh, he passed away from COVID. I, I miss Phil every day. Uh, but we had a, a big say in making that happen. But Mother Cabrini is very important. She was an Italian uh, an Italian uh, sister nun who came across. She started like sixty five charities. Pretty amazing what she did. An amazing woman. And we uh, put a statue of her in downtown New York. So, uh, for those of you, please go visit the Mother Cabrini statue. Read up about her. She was pretty an amazing woman. Okay. What's this here? Tom Costco. C-O-S-C-O? Costco. Oh, oh, Tom's got a question, I think, for Sandy Blue Eyes here. Uh, let's see what it says. I enjoy all your podcasts. I'm a big fan of your movies. I'm considered very old school. I'll be 65 in a few months and believe it's all over for me now. Man, what's with you guys? Come on, 65. You're a baby. Watching Sandy Blue Eyes inspires me. Maybe I'm wrong. I'd love to know more about his habits and secrets if he has any. He keeps on talking about 10 vitamins. What are they? I take a few, just want to compare. I already started dressing better. Anything that you can contribute would be greatly appreciated. Well, Tom, 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 this is your lucky, lucky day because Sandy Blue Eyes is in the studio with me right now, and he's listening to this uh, because we just got home from Vegas. So, Sandy, he wants to know about your 10 vitamins, and uh, why don't you tell us about it, Sandy? Tom, first of all, nice to meet you, and thank you very much for the, uh, for the compliment. Uh, I try to stay positive in my life. Um, I have a lot of confidence within myself. Uh, that's something that my parents, um, you know, that's in my DNA. 
uh, the, the seed that they planted in me, always be positive. And um, I diet every day. I eat the egg whites. I eat the chicken and the, and the salmon. How many egg whites you eat every day? Well, now I'm down to about eight, eight egg whites every day. In the morning? In the morning. Okay. With All the right. fruit and the, uh, and the 10 vitamins. As Tell us about the 10 vitamins. All right, Andy. the 10 vitamins are E's, B's, a multi, C's, fish oil, um, D's, zinc, uh, just just a multitude of vitamins. And what about that magic thing you take? You said you like it. Oh, the maca. 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 M a c a. M a c a. Maca. Yes. That um. That's good. That's good. It's very good. <laughs> right. It keeps you. It keeps you uh, going strong. Keeps the strong. blood flowing very well. Right. So those are the vitamins, uh, Tom. I mean. Uh, mm-hmm. And you're 65, but you, Sandy has this great attitude. You know, he's a very upbeat person. And you know what I think, Tom? He has, uh, what I noticed about Sandy, he has a routine that he does. Everything is a routine. He's very organized, maybe a little too much, <laughs> but he's very organized. You know, cutting the lawn twice a week is is nuts. But you don't have to be like Sandy. But I, I think if you organize your life, get up in the morning, get up early, and do things. You got to move forward. You got to do things. Right, Sandy? You know, Tom, 100%, Chaz. You know, Tom, when I walk into a room, I always say I own the room because there's nobody better than me in that room. And oh, I'm oh, no oh that's a little arrogant. Well, no, what no, is no, this? no, no, no. Let me finish. I'm no better than anybody else. Oh, okay. That's how you have to just stay positive and just, you know, even the dressing, you said you... You went out and you bought yourself some nice clothes. Right. That's fantastic. Always stay positive. That's and, my point. And you're always dressed, Sandy, right? Oh, I'm always dressed. Absolutely. And the thing about Sandy Blue Eyes, when he's dressed, he doesn't unloosen the tie. Never. <laughs> it could be 99 degrees. He doesn't unloosen it until he gets home. You believe that? That's so that's pretty crazy. <laughs> well, we had some great uh, fun today. And uh, look, for those of you who don't know, Sandy Blue Eyes is going to be our next show, and he's going to talk about Vegas, his trip to Las Vegas. Oh, God. This was a trip, folks. So watch for the next coming episodes. I'm going to have a lot of old school guys back on. We're going to do some more Neighborhood Logic. And don't forget, I have a, a podcast coming on soon with me and Michael Francis, the great Michael Francis. Him and I decided to do a separate podcast together. It's called The Wise and the Wise Guy. Michael Francis and myself. Watch out for that. Go to chazpalmateri.net if you, if you have a friend who wants a shout out. That's my cue right there. I gotta go. God bless you all. <laughs>